Welcome to OB Wannabes, an educational podcast about obstetrics and gynecology and women's health for medical students and women's healthcare providers. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to OB Wannabes. I'm Cassie McDiarmid. And I'm Shelby Feliciano. And we are third-year medical students at Torrey University in Nevada, College of Osteopathic Medicine. We're both really interested in women's health and obstetrics and gynecology, and we're excited to bring you our podcast, OB Wannabes. OB Wannabes is an educational podcast for medical students and those interested in women's health. We realize that there aren't many podcasts targeted at medical students looking at OB-GYN and helping students prepare for their OB-GYN clerkships. Our goals are to introduce pre-medical and medical students to the field of OB-GYN and the different career opportunities within this field. We'll be having guest speakers to talk about the different paths within women's healthcare, as well as how women's healthcare presents within other specialties. We will also want to educate medical students for their OB-GYN clerkships about women's health diagnosis and treatment and plan to summarize current relevant research in OB-GYN to keep students and healthcare providers informed. So we're really excited about this and just wanted to share a little bit about ourselves with you guys. So Shelby, how did you first get interested in women's healthcare? Um, wow, I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> I uh, first became interested in women's healthcare when I was working as a medical scribe at a family medicine office um, in Virginia. Um, I just noticed that anytime we had a female patient um, for a well women's checkup or, um, you know, anything pertaining to women's health, um, I was really invested in those appointments. And then I had the opportunity uh, my second year as a scribe to work briefly with um, a couple of OBGYNs. And um, I don't know, I just really liked uh, the cases that they saw. Um, I enjoyed the environment. Um, of the outpatient OB-GYN office. Um, and then my first uh, clerkship for third year was um, at a labor and delivery. And um, I was pleasantly surprised to see like how much I enjoyed deliveries, how much I enjoyed the procedures. Um, so yeah, I'm just excited to take this opportunity, opportunity to learn more about um, this specialty. And what about you, Cassie? When did you become interested in OB-GYN? So I have a little bit of a different story, and I started being interested in OB-GYN when I was about four years old, which is super weird, um, but my uh, room at my home had our bookshelf in it, and there was a book that my mom had been given when she was pregnant with my brother explaining pregnancy and the process and delivery, and I found it, and I thought it was the most fascinating thing ever and told my mom that when I grew up, I was going to deliver babies. Um, and when I went through school, uh, I was always, you know, focusing on the sciences, knowing that I was planning on going to medical school, um, in college. And when I was getting my master's, I had the opportunity to, um, shadow some OB-GYNs, um, both with high-risk obstetrics and in general gyne clinic, and just even more so confirmed how much I wanted to work with women. Uh, I really think that, uh, women are kind of a key component um, with health education because they're kind of the backbone of their communities and their families. And I think it's so important to work towards educating women, um, improving their health literacy, even about their own bodies. So that's some research that I'm doing right now that I'm really excited about and uh, trying to figure out where women are lacking knowledge, um, what those disparities are dependent on, you know, different demographic factors. And it's been really interesting to see 
what uh, we kind of assume that women might know, but they don't. So things even about menopause um, or how fertility works. So by being able to educate women, um, we can help improve their health and they can educate their friends because a lot of women talk to their friends, their family to get information for their own health care. So that's something that I'm really excited about doing um, as a women's healthcare provider in the future. And I just really love, just like you do, being in clinic, getting that um, relationship with women, uh, the longitudinal care in OB-GYN yeah. in women's health is just mm-hmm. so, it's something that's so unique, I think, that we get to do that. We get to be there for women through so many different parts of their lives, you know, the good, the bad, whatever it is, and get to be there for them and help support them. Um, and I'm just really excited for that. And I'm actually haven't done my OB clerkship yet, like you have, and I'll be on that next month, which I'm super excited for to get to try that out and um, get to do some hands on and just like you get to deliver a baby for the first time. <laughs> and help yeah. Out. Oh, my gosh, so. that was such a beautiful answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I totally agree. Like, just having the opportunity to empower women with knowledge, um, Mm -hmm. in our field, I think that's going to be like one of my main tenets as a physician, no matter what specialty I end up in. Um, so I think that's really awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited. And I just, we need to focus on that more. And it's hard when we don't know what they're missing, where they're getting their information. Like, I don't know about you. I had you know, health education every odd year in school. So in fifth grade, we learned about, you know, our periods. In seventh grade, we learned about breast health. And then in ninth grade, we had, you know, health education with our sex education. But, um, you know, no one's ever talked to me about menopause. And I know I'm, I've got quite a while before I get there, but it would be nice to have that information so I know what to look out for. Um, if somebody asked me, um, obviously, I know some more as a going through medical school and getting that education. But if I didn't, you know, I'd have to ask either my mom or, you know, aunts or female friends. And that's probably where I'd get most of my information or on the internet. And we all know that the internet has so many different things out there, some accurate, some not. And it's really hard to kind of tell the difference between it. And so um, wherever we can get that information to our patients and help them out can only help improve things. That's so true. And I think a lot of, um, topics in women's health are notoriously kind of stigmatized in our culture. And like, it's interesting, um, you mentioned, um, like sex education, um, in like high school. And, um, when I went to college, I realized, uh, I joined this like public health group on campus where we would teach uh, our peers about like, you know, sexual health, um, uh, preventing sexual assault, that kind of thing. And, um, realizing how different everyone's, um, sexual education was in high school, uh, was so crazy. And I think when women go off to college, they do get a lot of their information from their peers, whether or not that's accurate. Um, so I think that's another cool thing about this field is that you get to be that, um, point of contact for your patients and hopefully they feel comfortable asking you those awkward questions that otherwise they're just uh, chatting with their girlfriends about. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's such an important part. And I know you and I have talked about this before, but about feeling comfortable with your OB-GYN or your women's health provider. Um, 
because it is awkward. It is uncomfortable. Sometimes it's very personal things that you need to talk about and uh, you know, making sure that the patient is feel, feels comfortable with you and trust you and that you can build that relationship um, is something that I'm really excited for uh, to get to do that with uh, patients in the future to just help them know that, you know, there is no judgment. I'm here for you. And that's what our goal is, is to make sure that you have all the information, you have all the knowledge, you tell me everything that I need to know to get you the right answers and to help you in any way I can. So yeah, and even just thinking about the sex education, I was thinking back some of my college roommates who had very different understandings of um, fertility and what constituted as a way to possibly become pregnant. Uh, was very interesting to have those conversations sometimes, you know, late at night with friends like, oh, well, this is, doesn't this work this way? And well, no, you have to think that this is an option. Wait, I didn't know that. That's, that's a thing. So <laughs> um, it is really interesting. And again, you know, when you're interested in it and that's something that you want to do, whether it's for us as a career, we do a lot more research. We pay a lot more attention to it um, and try and educate. But even in college, we didn't have all the right answers. Maybe some of the things we said weren't, weren't accurate. So um, getting to do that as providers and having the right information going through so much of the schooling um, and really getting to focus on OB-GYN as a whole or OB-GYN as a specialty uh, within our fellowship options that we have to subspecialize, which we'll be talking about in the coming weeks, which we're super excited about. Um, there's so many different paths to take within OB-GYN, whether it's OB and focusing on prenatal care and labor and delivery, or if it's GYN and what you're focusing on is women's health care, specifically um, with a little less focus on the delivery. So uh, I'm really excited to kind of share that because I know a lot of people, even in our OB-GYN club at school, didn't know that when you do OB-GYN, you can focus on OB, you can focus on GYN, you can focus on you know, high-risk OB, if you want. There's family planning. There's just so many options. Um, so I'm really excited to get to share that with everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got some great guests lined up um, for this podcast. Um, lots of OBGYNs and family medicine uh, doctors, um, doctors of all specialties we're hoping to have on and to discuss their role in women's health, um, as well as discuss um some topics, uh, including, you know, um, menopause, uh, the start of a woman's menses, um, that kind of thing, educating us on uh, different pathologies and OB-GYN. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. And there's just like, it's OB-GYN is women's healthcare and women go are present in every specialty we go into. So getting to see kind of um, how we work together with different specialties like psychiatry, looking at um, a woman who maybe has taking psychiatric medications but wants to become pregnant and how we work with the psychiatrist to figure out um, the right balance, what's the right medication to make sure that, you know, she stays healthy and is able to have a, um, a pregnancy that she wants uh, in the way that she wants and to keep mom and baby healthy during that and afterwards during the uh, postpartum period as well. So uh, a lot of good things coming up. And uh, I know we've got a lot of topics planned, but um, if any of our listeners have any requests or suggestions for topics that they'd like to see or hear, please feel free to let us know. Um, we will be including our email in the um, show notes so that you can see that. Um, but we did 
just we're just so excited about this and uh doing this podcast we I remember I was uh on, on my way driving to my psychiatric clerkship um and I went and I was like hey Siri send Shelby a text like I got this crazy idea. Do you think that we could do a podcast for ob to talk about education? Um, I had been listening to a podcast for psychiatry clerkships with information, but I had never seen one for ob And there are definitely some really educational podcasts out there for ob but we hadn't really seen one where we talk about um, more about the profession, the different things that you can do within ob and the impact that you can have, as well as helping to prepare medical students for their clerkships with different common um, pathologies or things that you'll have to deal with. And we've talked through some of them in our club when we've had uh, guest speakers for things like how to counsel a patient who is going through a miscarriage, uh, the importance of pelvic floor physical therapy. Um, So those are things that we're really excited to bring uh, to our listeners. And, you know, we were saying, who knows how many people this is going to reach, but we're going to have fun. We're going to learn a lot. And we're really excited. So we're really excited for this journey. And we hope you guys enjoy. Um, If you guys have any requests or questions, or if uh, you're a student or physician and you're interested in coming to speak on our podcast, uh, please let us know. You can email us at obwannabes at gmail.com. And we're planning on releasing our new episodes every week on Wednesday. So stay tuned. You can listen to OB Wannabes on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks, everyone, and have a great week. We are third-year medical students at Toro University of Nevada College of Osteopathic Medicine, and we are student members of ACOG, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, and ACUG, the American College of Osteopathic Obstetricians and Gynecologists. The views expressed in this episode are not representative of any of these organizations, and this podcast is not affiliated or associated with any of these organizations.